happening, everybody? Welcome back to What Girl and uh, her mother in law. Happy fucking Monday. Monday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Happy fucking Monday, Happy everybody. Monday. Fresh start to a new week. Woo! Excited. I do have to admit, though, we just recorded another episode yesterday, so I've gotten nothing. I think we should have to go into email. I'm not that entertaining. Nothing happened overnight. Zayn and I watched Shrek last night. Oh, I love Shrek. I started to fall asleep at the last 30 minutes, so we stopped because we were that into it that we, didn't, we didn't wanted want to, to watch it. Not rest. that you don't know what happened because you didn't watch it before 37 times, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, oh, I love Shrek. It was so funny because we sat down for dinner and... He's like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, we don't have a show to watch together right now. We usually just scroll through TikTok while we're eating. We like some form of entertainment sometimes. And I was like scrolling through Hulu and I'm like, let me just fucking put on Shrek. And I didn't even tell him because I knew if I said like, you want to watch Shrek? He'd be like, no. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we're sitting at the kitchen table watching it. I'm like, you want to bring it into bed? (laughs) He's like, yeah. <laughs> so well, you, brought, started, you brought Shrek to bed with you? Yeah. Wow, you guys are kinky. I didn't realize you like ogres like oh that. Oh, my God. Uh, it's fun to watch as an adult because you catch different jokes oh, and absolutely. little things. And, yeah, it was just funny. So we enjoyed that. It was like mindless entertainment, you know? Yeah. So that was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cute. Zane got his second shot. He's starting to feel a little crappy now. I think we're going through the same symptom, so... He doesn't have a fever, but he had, like, the body chills like I had and stuff. Yeesh. But we're doing well. Good. I mean, you did a bounce back real quick, so I know. it's beautiful. I woke up, and I was like, oh, bitch is back. <laughs> I came down, and I was like, wow, she looks amazing. You did. You were like, I'm 100%. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay, slow down. You're too much for me right now. <laughs> when you come back from feeling crappy, it's, you feel on top of the world. I'll let you know Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Tomorrow. Technically. Oh, I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Already? Yeah. I know. It kind of messes you up when we record early. It's like, wait. Does it take a day or two to kick in the stimulator? Well, they put it on immediately. Like, they they wake you so up. So you should feel. If they put me to sleep, they wake me up during it. Like, it's depending. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll just numb the area. Yeah. Or maybe they'll just put me to sleep real quick. Uh-huh. But they, um... They'll wake me up and turn it on to make sure I feel the sensations. And I was oh. like, well, what if I'm having a good day and the pain isn't there? How am I? And they're like, no, you'll know. We want to oh, make sure shit. that you're feeling it in certain areas. Yeah. But yeah, <gasps> I'm, I'm scared, nervous, excited. Everything all rolled up in one. So excited. Okay, so yeah, Jerry's going in tomorrow. Oh, so send your thoughts and prayers. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm excited for you. I am nervous. Yes. Um, I got nothing else. Okay. Do you have anything else? No. Okay. Other than Aaliyah's birthday tomorrow, I got like Yay. I'm antsy about it, man. It's just yeah. a lot. To, a lot of little last minute things. Like I'm just thinking like charges for the girls' phones. You know, like all the little things that now I'm just the limo should have. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Or bring a few, like, five below wires, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'll bring the wires. I know they have the ports, but I'll yeah. bring the wires. Yeah. They're not going to be on their phone. Oh, they probably will. They, They're 16-year-old 16 16 girls. They'll yeah. be on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Fun. And it winded up turning out beautiful. The weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it would. So did I. Yeah. But she's been driving me crazy. <laughs> driving me crazy. I'm like, Aaliyah, it's going to change 9,000 times between then and now. Yeah. And sure enough, right now it's actually 73 tomorrow. That is perfect. Sunny in the city. Oh, it's gorgeous. That's going to be amazing. It's beautiful. I'm excited. Awesome. Excited for her. You yeah. Know? Have a blast and a half. I swear I remember turning 16 like it was fucking yesterday. Like yesterday. I had a huge... Party plans. We rented out this place. If anybody is from Long Island and older, there used to be this teen club called Danielle's. And that's where it was. We were renting it out. A teen club. A teen club. And had like the whole... We don't have those anymore because now everybody has fake IDs. (laughs) Had like the whole class coming, you know. And my birthday is February 20th. And on February 4th, I fell off the Long Island Railroad moving train 
got dragged for like 75 feet, was fucked up. So my gown that I was wearing, like all that, I I went to my party on crutches with a t-shirt and sweatpants. Oh my God. Even though I had a dress, you know, my dress was done. I was ready to go. No. Slippers. Fall off like literally slippers. Uh, it's the old, old cars, not like these new electric ones. And like the stop I was getting off, I was getting off at Islip and you would walk downstairs. Okay. And after Bab- Babylon was the last one where it was like elevated. Okay. After Babylon, they lift up that, that step. So instead of like walking out on a platform, you'd walk downstairs and what happened is, is that the door was jammed open. And it was February. It's cold. It's wet. It's sleety. It's rainy. It's icy. Whatever. And the conductor said, um, you know, like, Bayshore next stop. And I was at the one end of the train, and I wanted to move forward to the door. Oh, I moved forward, right? Slipped right out the door, down the steps, and I got dragged until we came to a stop at my destination. Oh, my yeah. God. And there was no cell phones back then, you know? So the paramedics called my mom. And tell her I was hit by a train. Yeah, so I imagine my mom coming. <laughs> yeah, so. And I winded up being okay. I broke a couple of toes. I got road rash from being dragged under. I was under the train. So I got road rash after being dragged for, like, they said about 75 feet. On I, those. I've known this story, but I never, like, heard the details or, like, I guess really thought into it oh, that much. But disgusting. I didn't know it was that dramatic. Uh, <gasps> you want to hear the trauma? The drama? Trauma? Drama, both. I'll tell you. So, obviously, they're like, holy shit, this girl got hit by a train. We got to take her in and x-ray and CAT scan every single part of her body, make sure I wasn't internally bleeding, anything. I had a couple of broken toes, and I had this road rash. Mm -hmm. Like, I was fucked. And and I was devastated because my mom just bought me these shoes from Favor, which used to be like a Payless. Mm -hmm. And I lost one, but they found it for me. P.S., whatever. Um, So, they wanted to make sure my insides were okay nothing i didn't you know fuck anything up so the last thing they did was tend to my road rash which was from my whole entire left side of my body was raw from being dragged on these rocks but it wasn't like deep gouges it was just like surface like the whole layer of skin but you know those are the ones that start healing sort of right away So now, after they check my whole body and just find a couple of broken toes, um, they take peroxide, I guess, or, yeah, I guess peroxide, and a scrub brush. I kid you not. Because it was already, like, but it had all the rust, all the rock particles, all that stuff. So they just, oh, my God. Yeah. And then I winded up seeing a psychiatrist, psychologist for quite a while because I was fucked. I mean, really, but I used to have dreams that my mom and my brother would come in my room at night and peel off my skin and sell it as bubble gum. Ew! I know. I know. Ew. And I'm t- I was 16. It's not like I was like two and having these dreams, but it was so real to me that they would come because I was just all my, yeah, it was gross. Oh. But, um. That's traumatizing. It is. It is. And I was fucked for quite a while. I mean, I'm still fucked. Oh. <laughs> It's part of the. It's one of the many things that made me who I am today. <laughs> but yeah, talk about messed up. And then it's crazy because you know. Well, we're gonna sue. The conductor said, "Listen, here's my name." The conductor gave me his name because he was my proof that the door was broken in the open position. Right. So. Um, Gave me his name. I was on the train talking to a friend who I know knew from the roller skating rink who was my friend's cousin. Like, I found that out after. But I knew him from the roller rink. He gave me his name, too. And whatever. We parted ways, right? So now my mom is going to try to sue because my mom is paying thousands and thousands of dollars out of her pocket for all my medical treatments, right? So she tries to sue. We go to an attorney. Attorney um, tracks down the kid. Right? So I tracked down the kid, find out who he is, whatever. He was fighting in whatever war, I think the Gulf War was happening at that time, and he he passed away. So my only witness, because what they were saying is, it's a 16-year-old girl, single house. You know how they twist it? She was just getting, she wanted to commit suicide. So that's how they, defense played it. Oh, my God. Yeah, which was kind of sucky. Um, 
And even and they must have bought out the. Uh, no, no, they didn't buy him out. Um, the conductor who said that the door was broken did say that the door was broken, but they still felt like I was just trying to commit suicide. What the yeah. fuck? So my mom got reimbursement for like $10,000 worth of medical bills, and that's okay. all that we got. So you, you were know? holding on to the train? I was walking. Oh, no, I got stuck under there. Like, I don't know if, like, my shirt or whatever, however, my arm. I don't even know how I got under there. Like, I thank God that I didn't go between the wheels, like, and get run over. Yeah, it was scary. Very scary, but I, it's one of those things that it's, I don't know, maybe therapy did it. But I don't remember it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. Well, you were so, it was so long ago. Yeah. We were so young. Yeah. I don't even remember shit when I was 16. <laughs> scary. It was very scary. Very traumatizing. I obviously made it out okay. And Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I was actually coming home from my boyfriend Dave's house. That's a sign. Yep. Because he was a piece of shit. Yeah, but I kept dating him for like three or four more years Fucking after asshole. that. <laughs> Did he help uh, you? He wasn't there. I was on the train by myself. After your near oh, recovery. I don't, I don't remember. Did I don't ask. fucking know. He was one of the ones, oh my God, this is also a sign. Oh God. What? Like when my mom would go shopping and come home, like she'd go to work, leave work, go pick up groceries on the way home, like come home and she'd just beep the horn and we all know whoever was there, me, my friends, my brother, his friends, when my mom beeped the horn, you know, you go outside, you help with the groceries and I will never forget. He turned around, he was like, I'm not going to help. Yeah, you told me that. What? Asshole. Yeah, I fucking should have known then. And then he'll go into the fridge and eat the food, right? <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. Wow. Any hoozy. But yeah, so that was interesting. That's a story. It's okay, one well, of the many for my life. Be safe on Friday and don't do that, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys will be in a safe limo, so. Yeah. That'd be nice. You don't have to go on a train. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Advice? Advice. Am I going? You're going. Okay. Friendship advice. My friends are always belittling me. What's poppin'? Listen, Jerry, I've emailed before when you did the 2021 goals episode, and surprising, my email made it on the podcast. I was so crazy excited, and I just and it just made me want to email him in again. And this time, I need advice. Let's start here. I'm a freshman in high school, and frankly, I have always been someone to jump from different friend groups and friends. In a good way, of course. So the friend group that I'm in now is a group that I have a lot of classes with because at my school, we switch classes every semester. It was awesome in the beginning. Some of these friends I've had since the fifth grade. But there was this one new girl that I've always been iffy about. I was surprised when I actually started hanging out with her that she was really cool. We have been good friends since the beginning of January. And ever since this week, the beginning of March, she makes rude comments to me about how I am not good at the games that we play in physical education. I know that doesn't seem bad, but she also picks at the birth defect that I was born with, cleft lip and palate. I just recently got my braces off and I have Invisalign, but I have a missing tooth in front of my mouth because of my messed up palate. I have to get a tooth implanted in, in a few years and she just doesn't understand and is always so rude about it and makes me so aware of it. Now that I'm typing all this out, I realize that it probably sounds stupid, but I would just like to think that my feelings are valid. If you ladies have any advice, that'd be greatly appreciated. Love you both. And I've been listening since the beginning. You ladies are so positive, And I love all the topics that you talk about, except sex, LOL. But that's okay. You do you, girl. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> she just skips the sex episode. She's like, that's it. Can't do it. Uh-uh. Um, um, that's a horrible person. That's a horrible person. She's a bully. Not and you friend. know that. Like, you know, your feelings are valid. And not that it's your job to educate her, but I would maybe print something off about Clef Palette and just the next time she says something, just fucking hand it to her. Mm. Tell her, go do some education on this. I, this wasn't a choice. This is how I was born. And when the time is right and whatever, when your mouth is fully formed and fully healed or whatever, and you can get that tooth, then you get that tooth. And if you don't want to get that tooth, then don't get that tooth. Don't do it to appease other people. I thought she was going to say, now that I'm writing this, I realize that she's just a bad person. But she said, I realize I sound stupid. No, you're definitely you don't not sound stupid. stupid. She you, sounds fucking stupid. 
listen, kids can be at little assholes and very mean. Um, but a lot of the time, like I remember always like raising my little little, my little baby itty bitties. Like if they saw somebody who looked different than them, if they saw somebody in a wheelchair, for example, if they saw some like say um, somebody who had dwarfism, immediately, whether they were one, two or 12, you stop and you explain to your child. You know, like not everybody's the same. They must have this or this is what this is. And uh-huh. this way it a, teaches your kids to be um, sympathetic with people who don't necessarily look like a yeah. majority of the people. And B, how to be kind, compassionate. Yeah. And to be educated on something that, hey, not everybody has the luxury of being born with all the limbs in the right places or, right. you know, and... But I think it's important for parents to educate their kids as they're going as as you as your kids start becoming aware of things like this. This way, they don't do what this girl is doing to you. Right, teasing, you know, making fun of people who are different than you is just such an asshole way to be. And your feelings are valid. She's just not a kind person. And you know, I know Alyssa and I always say hurt people hurt people, but I think she's just a teenager and trying to be mean. I don't think, you know, maybe she's not necessarily a hurt person. Maybe she's just trying to be the cool one in the crowd. And mm-hmm. sometimes they think that by hurting people that you're cool, you know? Mm. I wouldn't pay her any mind. I feel like freshman in high school is too old to be doing that shit. <sighs> right? Maybe. Like, how old is that? 14? 14, yeah, I guess. That's fucking rude. Yeah. I'm I sorry. would not... Communicate with her. Listen, new semester, get a different friend. Yeah, no, I wouldn't communicate with her at all. I'm sorry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, when I was younger, I, not necessarily if somebody had like a disability, just anybody, I was a starer. And I always have memories of my mom going, stop staring, stop staring. I would just sit there and just like stare. You still do. You still people watch. I I guess now you do it with like a little more, if they look back at you, you're going to like look away. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, there's anybody. Like I, I, I always remember my mom telling me to stop staring. Like if you ask her, she'd be like, yeah, she wouldn't fucking stop staring at everybody. Like I just had a bad habit. I don't know. Maybe I was fascinated by like what people were doing Mm -hmm. or I don't know, but I've definitely... Don't do that anymore because my mom is engraved it in my brain. So similar, Stop to what, yeah, exactly. similar to what you're saying, but on a different scale. But yeah, totally. You Once your mom says something enough, <laughs> you you know, because you're going to get your ass whooped if you stare again. It's <laughs> oh, fucking funny. Okay. Advice. Hi, guys. Love y'all so much. Love you, too. My family is super religious. They care about waiting for marriage and that marriage should be between a man and a woman. I'm gay and I lost my virginity to my girlfriend. Well. And we've been dating for four years. How do I go about telling them? Should I just take myself out of the family? (laughs) She's like, maybe I won't even confront it. I'm just, I'm gone. I'm removing myself. too much. I am removing myself from the family. I think, hold on. I just Um, have to say this really quick. I mean, I just giggled because I love the way you worded it. I think it's pretty fucking shitty that that actually is a thought process in your mind, joking or not, because your family's so religious and you're fearing them not accepting you or your choices. Like, to me, that's so shitty. Okay, that's it. Go ahead, Alyssa. Now I you think, talk a wise one. I, <laughs> I think I don't give a fuck what religion you are, what color you are, what culture you are. I don't stand for people that are homophobic. I just don't. And I don't think there's any excuse for it. I don't care what book you read. I don't care how you grew up. I think that that's just a horrible thing to stand for. And I just will never understand people that are homophobic and care what other people do with their life. So you're saying she should remove herself from her I think you should just (laughs) remove yourself and just don't. (laughs) Um, I think that I I appreciate and I respect all religions, all cultures and everything like that. But I think that 
we're in new times now. I think there needs to be a line drawn where you're just being rude to somebody else and how they live their life. And I just don't think that's an acceptable way to live at all. I just, I don't think. What? I just want to say one thing. We've read a couple of emails where the people are like, oh my God, mom's super religious, da 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 I'm bisexual, whatever. Came out and then mom was accepting. Sure. So you never know. Yeah. But... If you choose to, I would just, hey, mom, dad, got to let you know I have a girlfriend. I'm not a virgin and I'm gay. Ah, they're going to be like, what the fuck? And then you can remove yourself yeah. from your family. At least you tried. You, you told it. You have to tell them you're not a virgin. That's very private. Okay, you don't have to. Yeah, that's a big bomb to drop on somebody that doesn't need to be announced. Okay, but, yeah, I agree. But definitely you could say, yeah, I've been with a girl for four years. That's who I love. And you love me, right? Mom, dad, you love me, right? I'm a good person. And they're going to say, no, religion should be between a man and a woman. And you're going to say, okay, thank you, bye. <gasps> thank you. Next. <laughs> no, seriously, though. I know we're making this a joke. But, but yeah, we are. Um, I, I promise if you didn't write it so the way you did, I probably wouldn't have even went in <laughs> because you know me. <laughs> I'm the little crier of the family. Um, but yeah. <gasps> Alyssa Rose. I What? What? I need to apologize. Guys, wait, I need to apologize to everybody, but most importantly, Alyssa. Oh, no. No, hear me out. I don't want your apology. No, you have to. Okay. Because it happened again yesterday. Remember when I tell you sometimes when I'm editing, I hear shit and it just gets me? Like, uh, so yesterday, I was I was editing the podcast and we were talking about Stash and I was on my phone looking for Stash and I was so into looking for stash and these cats and everything else, Mm -hmm. I promise you, I swear on my three children, Alyssa. What? I'm swearing on my three children, you guys. Oh, God. I'm editing yesterday, and I hear Alyssa talking about how she's got to bring Bailey for her checkup. She's one year old now. She's got to hope that she don't have diabetes. I did not hear one word of that. I I know you didn't. Didn't I, you tell me to stall because you were going to go on your phone? Yes, but oh. when I'm listening back, it sounds like I'm such a cold-hearted bitch because you're sitting here pouring out your you're gut like, about... Yeah, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And, but I didn't even do the uh-huh. I did nothing, and I just went, oh, and so blah, 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 And I'm like, wow, she had a whole conversation, <laughs> and I... Not, not even that I heard you talking and wasn't paying attention. I did not even hear you talking, Liz. It sucks getting old, you guys. So please, 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 listeners, if you're listening, hear me out. If you ever hear a list talking and me totally non-responsive, I'm not a rude bitch. I'm just (laughs) old, okay? And when you're old, you can't listen and do something at the same time. No, I know that about you. I know that. Oh, but I'm so sorry. No, but listening to it, it was so terrible. You're cringing at yourself. I was like, I wanted to delete the whole thing. I may have. No, I don't think I did. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, how how did I not even... I didn't even do a... mm -hmm, Like, nothing. But that would have been worse, because then you would have pretended that you heard what I said. Oh, Alyssa, I felt like the biggest douchebag yesterday. I don't Um, even remember it, to be honest, so you don't need to apologize. No, but I do. And and then I kept thinking, oh my God, people who are listening must think, wow, Jerry's like a cold-hearted bitch. Alyssa's (laughs) pouring out her fucking heart about her cat, who might have diabetes, but no, she's probably (laughs) fine. And Jerry's just like, la, 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 stash. Yeah, he's a cute cat. Stash. Did you keep in the part where you said, oh, stall, I'm going to go look? I don't know. I don't even know if I heard that. I just heard me not responding to you. Oh, Then you are a cold-hearted bitch. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. And I love Bailey. Bailey, I rescued her. She was a sweetheart. And I did not even acknowledge you saying I got to bring her to the doctor. You're too much. (sighs) Watch, I just wasted all that time. Because you cut it out anyway. Anyway, okay, so I'm just, I'm giving you guys a heads up. If you ever hear me totally just not even acknowledging anything, it's because I'm on my phone. I know that. Or on the computer. Usually I'll just stop talking when you're on your phone so that you can (laughs) cut out the silence (laughs) because I know you won't hear me. She's funny too, you guys. (laughs) She'll be like... All right, yeah, you read that email while I look this up. I'm like, you're not going to know what the fuck I said. I'm going to have to give my own advice. I'm not even going to know what I read and it's going to be a hot mess. Like she thinks that she can look things up while I'm reading an email and, and I know what's going can't. on. You oh, can't. That's so terrible. Neither could I. I can't look I'm something so up while you're I'm so sorry, reading. you guys. I'm so sorry, Alyssa. I really am sorry because if I like poured my gut to you and I was like, oh my God, I'm really worried. You know, she's overweight. I got to take her to the doctor, make sure she's okay. 
<laughs> and nothing. Not even like a, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I know that uh, about you. So I, I, You know I'm a cold-hearted bitch. No. <laughs> I think that scenario you told me to stall. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, you guys, I'm sorry. And back to you. Back to you. Um, parents or not, you don't want to be around somebody that's homophobic, especially if you are part of the LGBTQ plus A plus community, AI, LGBTQAI plus community, especially if you're part of that. You um, uh, don't want to be around somebody that's not supportive. Parents, friends, people on the street. Like, it's just not a, that's not good energy to be around. I'm sure you love your parents and like, you respect them or whatever, but they don't respect you, so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whoever it is, you just don't want to be around those well, type it's like of people. If you sit down to tell them, mom, dad, you love me, right? Yeah, sure. Of course we love you, sweetheart. You well, heard not Twitter. because you're we dating love you a with everybody, and then lay that block. on them, and then see if their love changes or is it just their perspective. People need to be enlightened. You I know, think that's so sad. People need to be enlightened. I remember, honestly, I think I may have mentioned this before when I was when I was going to marry Sid. Uh, obvious, Sid is very dark skinned, and he's a different religion. And I, for half a brief minute, was nervous telling my mom. Mm. You know. And her response to me was, does he make you happy? Mm. I said, yeah. She goes, then that's what matters. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful for that because it is what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? So so the fact that people still out there think that that matters, you just want your child to be happy. That should be your number one priority. I didn't even think twice about introducing Zane. Mm. I forget that we're like a, quote, interracial couple. yeah. Like, I don't even think of but it. But if he was dark as sin, it would be dark. a little more obvious yeah, that you were an interracial couple. He's couple. white because of you, yeah. <laughs> he's got the blanco. <laughs> but still, like, yeah, I just don't think about it. I mean, and I did. And it wasn't for, like, fear of her. It, I'll tell you exactly what it was because my mom was a floral designer and we had always, like, I grew up in a flower shop looking at bridal magazines and dresses and flowers and... You know, going to have a traditional how wedding. I was going to have a traditional wedding. So I think that was it. And she was like, I can give two shits less as long as he treats you right. Mm-hmm. And you know what you're getting yourself into is, you know, and she mm-hmm. met him and loved him and was like, this is great and wonderful. Awesome. You know, so yeah. hopefully your parents are as receptive. But if not, then I think you need to see your way out of that family. Like you suggested yeah, that you might just do. It's not then it's not like the mother and father figure that you need in your life or want in your life. Mm hmm. Like you want to feel loved and accepted and comforted by your parents. Yeah. Not like that could be a mama figure. Unless it could be a daddy figure. <laughs> Why am I a dad? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I guess if you're going to take yourself out of the family, then you might as well try mm-hmm. and come out first. Yeah, I absolutely think that. But just keep in mind it could traumatize you. Could go well. Could be horrible. Could go half horrible. Like just be aware that, you know. True to yourself. True to yourself, and you might be upset with the results. You might be happy with the results. Just go in it with, like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And if they don't accept you, then that's on them. And maybe they'll grow to accept you, you know? If you were to leave that family and leave them behind and continue thriving and loving and learning your life, living your life, and they might be like, hmm, were we too hard on her? You know? I don't I mean, know what's if I can so forget bad? that. But people who are so one-way thinking... I know, it's just like, but you didn't accept me just because of the person that I love. Oh, I absolutely... I just don't think I can get it past that. That's my thing. Like, I agree with that. That's why I said, if you start out a conversation with, Mom, Dad, you love me, right? Mm -hmm. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too, sweetheart. And then tell them, and then all of a sudden they don't love you. Really? You know, what, because of who I'm choosing to be with, that's going to change your love for me? I know. Alyssa, you and I feel that way. Unfortunately, there's so many many people in the world that don't feel this way. And I think it's just, it's time for people to, like, come to to it, you know? Mm. Like, and it's the biggest thing, too. Like, when people, like, say it's a religious thing or something like that. So you would rather lose your child over accepting who they choose to sleep with at night. You know, like to me, it's like no, no religion should preach that, you know, Mm. like you're willing to sacrifice your child. Like, I don't know. That's what I don't get. That's negative energy. Yeah, I don't get that. 
I think you should read this next one, too. Okay. Advice on dealing with a discouraging teacher. Hello, ladies. I was listening to the episode when you talked about Aaliyah and her grades, and I just wanted to cry because I related to her so much. I set my standards so high, and I feel like I have to do perfect in school when it's not always possible. Like Jerry mentioned, my parents never pushed me too hard about my grades, so I have no clue why I am like this. I'm a junior in college, and on top of my major school anxiety, I have a horrible teacher. Not only is she a horrible teacher, but she's so discouraging, and it just feels like she wants us to fail. She does not have a tough love type type of attitude. She just does not care. On the first day of class, she said, at least a third of you will drop this major. We will email, text, and ask questions, and sometimes she won't even answer. She's the only teacher for my major, so she so she teaches two of my classes each semester. I have to put up with her for the past two years, but this semester has been a huge struggle for me. I have started to see a therapist for my anxiety, but I wanted to know any advice you ladies have about dealing with this kind of person in life. P.S. I love you guys so much. Woo! I, it's going to go back to the same thing about like being a waitress and being miserable or being a bartender and being miserable or being a doctor or a teacher or, uh, if you're not happy with the job you're doing, change your job. Like I just, you're, this teacher is literally ruining people's lives. Yeah. She's in therapy now because of this one teacher. Mm. Like to me, change your job. Stop being a teacher if you lost the passion to teach, you know? I would say go to higher ups and complain. It pro yes, it probably won't work. Can you change schools? Is there an, uh, a different local school? I, I don't know. I mean, if that's the only teacher that teaches your major, you're kind of screwed in that sense. But oh my gosh, I don't. I think that that would work by going to a going and up. being like she said. At least a third of you will drop this major. What kind of teacher says that? Like that alone should be like reprimanded by the higher ups for sure. Mm. I would I would go tell somebody. I don't know. It's horrible. I know Aaliyah. Or if you're I mean, comfortable, this, confront her. I mean, this is high school, so I know it's different than like the college level, but even Aaliyah's teacher. Um Aaliyah will reach out to her. Uh you you put a zero in or you didn't put this grade in my portal or something like this. It's always unanswered. It's never responded to and to me it's just disgusting and they shouldn't have that job i agree with you and if you don't know how to use the technology because you're an older teacher then you know what maybe it's time for you to retire or go to a class to learn you know if everything is done online through portals you have to adapt or otherwise leave it you know and the the torture that my daughter goes through and she is finally thank god we got her into therapy and not that i'm putting my daughter's business out (laughs) obviously i did but she um She's doing so much better now. And I think having somebody validate your worth, um, being more than just a grade or being more than it's like this, for example, is it, it's, it's, it's good that she's working on this before college too, because that's going to be even harder. Yeah. Somebody else that's reached out to me too. Another fucking level. And I made Aaliyah read it. It was like a big, like, they kind of set you up for failure sometimes when they have this kind of like, a third of you are going to drop this major for people who have the anxiety about it to begin with or have so much pressure on themselves to achieve the highest possible that they can do. You're setting those kids up to fail. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's trying to, like, kick them in the butt and make them yeah. like, oh, shit, I don't want to be well, part of that Well, she said it's third. not even a tough love but kind yeah, of. But that's not the way you say that. Yeah, no. There's definitely a better way to handle things. Um, I'm glad that you're in therapy. I hate that. Unfortunately, a teacher forced you into it because of the ways of her being. But know that you're more than a test grade. Know that you're more than what a teacher can say, like, a third of you are going to drop this major. Um, Uh, I I would take it to the higher-ups real quick. I'd be like, she doesn't even answer. What kind of teacher is that? How am I supposed to get my work done? Now you're messing with my schedule and my balance in life because this teacher is not doing her job. I'd be pissed if I were you. Sorry. No, you're right. I mean, that was this one particular teacher that Aaliyah struggles with made Aaliyah take her midterm when she had um, COVID. And Aaliyah, like, I reached out to the principal of the school, never got a response from anybody. And it's like, my daughter is out 
from school sick with COVID mm-hmm. and she is still responsible to do a midterm that's due today. Mm-hmm. She can't, you can't give her a leeway, mm-hmm. you know? Hopefully college is different. Hopefully she'll be able to like get in touch with somebody and take it a little more seriously. Well, yeah. So maybe that's, maybe Alyssa, just go with what she said with, um, go to a higher up. And I would, I would want the teacher to be reprimanded for her actions. Yeah. I think that's like not. It's like a bully yeah, in college. As a young that, adult, you're being bullied by a teacher. Yeah. And then not be responsive to the emails or the text or anything else. Like This is college. This is people's life path. Like, this is not middle school, high school. Like you That they're paying answering. a shit ton of money for. so much fucking money. Yeah. Like, this is their choice. This is what they want to learn. Like, this is their life path. And, yeah, you need to do your fucking job. Wow. I'm so sorry. That sucks. That does suck, but she needs to be held accountable. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay. What? Thoughts, please. He says he's 100 years old. What? I'm like 100. You guys are getting (laughs) us with the clickbait lately. Okay. Hi, listen, Jerry. Happy spring. I love listening to podcasts and thoroughly enjoy your advice for the listeners' emails. I finally have something worth emailing about and would like to hear your thoughts on it. I've been volunteering at a vaccination site over the past few weekends and met a guy that I was really interested in. He's super friendly, easy to talk to, and has a really calming vibe. At the end of the shift today, he asked me when I was coming back next. I'm usually super shy and introverted, but this time I felt like I should just go for it and ask him for his number. He turned his face to the side and said, sorry, I'm 100 years old. So I thought that he was saying, like, he was having trouble hearing me. I was about to yell, can I have your number, when he said, it's been really fun working with you and I like your energy, but I'm 100 years old. I just don't have it in me. He said to come visit him in the library where he works. What does that even mean? If he's not interested, why didn't he just say he's not interested? But thanks? I would have totally been cool with that. He looks like he could be in his mid-30s to early 40s, and I'm 31. With the mask on, I guess I can look like I'm in my mid-20s, but, like, not a teenager. Is he just bullshitting, or does he feel like I'm too old? This is the weirdest rejection I've ever heard. What do you <laughs> ladies think? Thank you. Here's a pic of me and my dog. Oh, I think he meant, like, you probably won't be interested in him because he thinks he's that- way older than you, and he's, like, he doesn't have it in him anymore to date, and, like, he thinks he's too old for you. That's exactly how I take it. Yeah. Like, you're too young for him. Not- yeah. Yeah, so he's putting it off yeah. to get out of it before he gets rejected. Right. Right. It's easier for him to say that than to face another rejection. Yeah. You know, like that's exactly how I'm reading this. Yeah. Aw. I think you should go see him at the library and tell him that you're 100 also. And also make sure you see him without his mask on because you never know nowadays. <laughs> With that one TikTok that we spoke about, it's a guy, but we thought it was a beautiful girl. Seriously. I would go see him at the library. Mask off. If it's if it's if if you have Excuse that quick you, second, you, are you thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Bring him a drink, a bottle of water. Everybody or likes Starbucks. water. You can't bring him a Starbucks because not everybody drinks coffee. But mm. if he's in his thirty and forties, he probably does. Okay, so bring him a drink. Bring him. A, you know what? Bring him a nice Starbucks, Maybe. and also have a bottle of water in your pocket for reserve in case he goes. Oh, but thank you. I don't drink coffee. Go. Here you go. I have water. Oh, you don't want that either? Don't worry. I have Gatorade. (laughs) Hold on your mask. (laughs) Take a sippy sip. Anything. Please just fucking take off your mask. I want to see what you look like. Damn it. And by the way, I'm like 84, so we're good. (laughs) You're 100. I'm 84. (laughs) Maybe he has history too. Like maybe he had kids. He's divorced. He's lonely. That's why he's volunteering. Like maybe he's embarrassed of his life. Like he doesn't want to bring anybody else in. He like who knows. You know what I mean? It's a shame because she's usually shy, but she felt so good around. I know she finally tried. Damn it. Don't give up on trying. And I would definitely go to that library. Try again. Water and Starbucks in hand and go say, yo, hi. How are you, 100 year old? Recipe for success. Yeah. Just do it. I hope he's not socially awkward, though, because that is an odd thing to say to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Okay. Advice Jealous manager. 
What's poppin', listen, Jerry, for a little background before I get into it. Uh, I'm 21, 22 by the time you see this, and I work in a restaurant as a hostess and to-go girl. I have a love-hate relationship with my job. I've met a few of my best friends at this job, and even a few just recently quit because of poor management. I've worked here for about two years, and I'm just feeling like I'm not making progress with my life. I'm eating healthy, trying to stay healthy in this pandemic, but so, so bored. I hate the same routine at this place. I've wanted to move out of state and my parents are, uh, I've wanted to move out of state and my parents' house for so long, even to be in a different city, but I just can't afford it because I'm not paid as much as a server is. Recently, I was told I was going to move up to be a server, but it's been two weeks. I have one female manager and that's pretty that's pretty much nice to everyone except me. She's 26, is friends with most of the people who work with her. Um, I'm a damn good employee, and I just don't feel as appreciated as I should. It's a restaurant job, though. What do I expect? Once the manager told me that she wasn't here when somebody was asking her on the phone, asked me to take the message, and then when I handed the message to her, she looked at it, crumpled up the paper, and saying she already knew who they were. I talked to her about it and how I felt disrespected. It's constant with her. She'll be nice some days, and then when she finds out about something I did outside of work with coworkers, she'll get super jealous, so it seems. I'm so tired of someone... I'm so tired of someone, and she will chime in and say, well, maybe if you weren't drinking all night, like, what? Who cares what I do with my friends at my house outside of work? So the advice I'm asking from you guys is, do I stay at this miserable, every day is the same job? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You know, you know me. Um, or do I quit and live in my live my 20s like I want to. I have other ways to make money. I'm also very creative and I love to make money doing things I want to do. What would Alyssa and Jerry do? I've attached some pictures of me and yes, you could suck my socials. I love you so much. Thank you for being the best part of my mornings at my boring job. You truly are an inspiration to me uh, and have been for years. Thank you again. Thank you. You're beautiful and I would quit. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, there's no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Oh, my God, you're beautiful. You said you're in your 20s. You want to live your 20s. You're very creative. You have other ways to make money. I see no problem. Yeah, exactly. Out of a toxic And you're in your parents' house. Like, sure, if you were in an apartment and had bills to pay and were, like, uh, strapped for the respons- financial responsibilities or something, I would say, oh, before you quit, make sure you have something else lined up. Yeah. But if you're living in your parents' house and you have that creative mindset and you know you can make money with it, by all means, quit that fucking job. Get that toxicity out of your life and go make your your money. Go make that money, girl. Peace with your creative out. damn self. Nice. That's a no-brainer. Do it, girl. Oh, the next one's giant Ah! <gasps> uh, you want to read it? <laughs> Alyssa just handing them all over to me. Okay, ready? Ready. Hold on. We get to the top. <laughs> Adva- uh, I'm moving the next one to sex. Oh, okay. Advice on a past heartbreak. Hello, my favorite podcast ladies. Seriously, though, you are the only podcast I continually listen to, and I love you both. We love you. We do. Okay, into my story. Buckle up. It's a long one. Okay, so this is about three years ago, 2018, I believe. I got out of a five-year relationship. I wasn't happy, and I just lost feelings for the guy. He's now engaged and has a baby on the way, so I think things turned out for the better there. But after him, I met this boy on Tinder. Never again. He was absolutely amazing. Everything I ever dreamed of. We talked on the phone and FaceTime almost every single day for almost three months. We were basically dating, but we didn't live in the same town yet, and I was waiting until my job was done to move. Fast forward some time. I was hanging out with my best friend one night. Side note, I'm not a big drinker. And I made the mistake of drinking two bottles of wine to myself on a basically empty stomach. Yes, I know. Dumb. Well, the alcohol got to me and I kept texting the guy over and over and trying to call him because I just wanted him to talk to because he was all I was thinking about. 
Very, very annoying. I should have just left my phone alone, but I didn't. He wouldn't pick up any of my calls. And by the end of the night, I dropped my phone in the toilet and ended up blacking out after this for the first and only time in my life. The next day, I messaged him through Facebook because I now had no phone and basically apologized for harassing him all night and told him that I totally understand if he needs more space. He ignored me for two days, at which point I got really bad anxiety. We had been telling each other that we had loved each other. So I reached out and just asked him if it was over and that I needed to know. He told me that I had shown him a side that he never wanted to, that he never wanted so that he just couldn't do this long distance thing, even though I was literally moving in less than a month. I was absolutely crushed. I had never ever in my life felt this way about anyone the way I felt about him. He felt like the one. I was pretty shooken up about it for a while. Then I met my, well, now ex. We dated for about a year. Still didn't feel for him what I needed to. Plus, he didn't want to have kids, which is a huge deal breaker for me. I ended up breaking that off and getting with a guy I have known since I was 12 years old. He was actually my first kiss. We have a beautiful eight-month-old boy and another baby coming in October. But the guy I'm currently with, the baby's father... Did cheat on me, not physically, when I was two months pregnant with our son. We split for about seven months and got back together right before he was born. We've gone through a lot since. I definitely have trust issues because of that, but I also know that it's if it's not the reason I don't feel what I need to feel or if it's the fact that I never got closure with this guy. Sorry this was so long. Oh, my God. Anyways, my question is, any advice on how to move on? From something like that, which clearly damaged me a lot more than I'm realizing, considering it's three years later and I still think about him time to time to time, and it still hurts so much. I wish I could feel that way again, but I honestly think I might be afraid to. I don't want to love someone that much again and then have them leave me. Thank you so much for reading this. If not, I totally understand. I'm sure I'll figure it out one day. Love you, ladies. Aw. Damn, you've been through the ringer. You have been through the ringer. That's exactly why I say people need closure. Yeah. You need some sort of closure with him. And, oh, man. Listen, you've already sort of made your bed with this new man. You have a second baby on the way. This last one is on your mind constantly because you never got the full closure. Did they even meet in person or was everything FaceTime and phone calls? I read all that and I don't even remember. Mm. I don't think so. She didn't really clarify. She wants closure with the other guy that she was drunk texted. Yeah, I think I feel like there's no closure to get, though. He didn't like seeing you like that, and he wanted to end it off. He didn't want to do the long distance. He was done. I feel like I don't think there's any more closure to get there from what you've written. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he saw a red flag. He was like, ooh, don't really like that. Which you said you're not a drinker. So, yeah, you, you made a mistake. You fucked up. Um, I think that's what the problem is. She's not a drinker. She fucked up to a guy that she was already exchanging the I love you's with who's never really met. And then he was like, oh, I don't like that side of you. It's done. It's over this long distance. Meanwhile, this poor girl had all her eggs in that basket. That's how I'm seeing it. I think you put too many eggs in that basket. Yeah. He, through your text, FaceTime calls, whatever it was, that relationship that you built with him um, is ruined over that one night of drinking those couple of bottles of wine mm-hmm. and I feel like that's not you normally mm-hmm. so I think that's why she feels like she is stuck there which because can we maybe just it wasn't too- her her true colors you know like that relationship sort of ended before it even truly started because of something when she wasn't true to herself right right you right. know also I just want to say too you did nothing wrong true you didn't cheat on him or anything. You were drunk calling him and drunk texting him. To me, it's a little strange for him to run away so quick. He, maybe he didn't like the clinginess. Um, I will say, though, now you're somebody new. You have a baby. You have a baby on the way. I think it's time to move on out of respect for your new partner. Mm-hmm. However, he didn't cheat on you. And yourself, though. And yourself. Um, 
However, he did cheat on you emotionally. Oh, yeah. She said Um, not physically. Doesn't fucking matter. He did it. But I think that, I think we've said this before, but it's also not fair to him, even though he's in the wrong, for you to say that you can move on and you can't. Because now you're just trying to mend a relationship that is broken and you're not healed. And it's just going to cause resentment between the both of you and it's never going to heal. Which could be exactly why he emotionally cheated. Because if you're emotionally, you're physically in that relationship, you have his child, but you're not emotionally there because you're invested in the guy that Mm. broke up with you, it could be chasing him away. You could be doing more harm than good by trying Mm. to save something that wasn't meant to be. And you have to really look at it that way. I didn't even think of that until Alyssa said, like, he ran away so quick. Why? You know? And if he's so against that, And that one thing, if he didn't even want to hear your explanation of it or, hey, that's not normally who I am. It was just one time weird thing. Then it's not the person for you. Right. Exactly. So just accept that. Everything happens for a reason. He's out of your life for a reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe something worse would have happened. You're like, you don't know. Maybe he could have been like some fucking creepy stalker, murderer, kidnapper. Maybe he didn't like that you were drinking wine, which like who wants to date somebody that is mad at you for having some wine? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. little things like that. Like maybe you should see it as a good thing. Like a blessing accept, in disguise. Yeah, accept that it happened for some sort of reason, even if you don't get it, and just move on. Like you have a good relationship now as long as you guys can move past what he did to you, you know? Like I would just accept that it happened and move on. Okay. I also, with the whole relationship you have now with the two months he cheated on you, um, he cheated on you when you were two months pregnant. Sorry, let me reword that. Um that also needs to be addressed. The why did he do that? And again, if you're going to forgive him, that you have to truly forgive him, not hold it over his head, not bring it up every argument. You have to truly forgive and learn to trust him again, you know? And that's something that with therapy or just open communication, hey, why did you do this? You'd be surprised, you know? Like mm-hmm. it could be something that you were doing to him that chased him away, mm-hmm. you know? So both of you need to own your actions and I think work on what you have now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say let the ex go. Definitely. Ciao. See, I saved this one for me. Is it a good one? Well, it says urgent advice, and it was sent a while ago. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's a long one. Now I didn't. Yeah. Okay, good. You got it, Alyssa. Okay. Hopefully, the urgent advice is. Still Still valid, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hi, guys. I really need someone else's perspective, someone who doesn't know me, someone who will be honest. I'm sorry in advance that this is long. I just don't know how to feel anymore. So here's the story. You've come to the right place. Avamal got you. Mm -hmm. My husband's family lives next door, so we see each other very often. My husband's sister, let's call her Guinea, and her husband, Paul, and two kids live upstairs, and my mother-in-law lives downstairs with my husband's other sisters, Jay and Anne, and two brothers and her husband. Wow. Full house. Mm -hmm. Back in November, we had a party where it was all of us just drinking and having fun, like a dance party. No need for an occasion, just family time. Well, I felt like someone touched my ass. I thought I was just imagining it because I was drunk, and I thought that it was just someone passing by. But no, it didn't happen one time. One of the times, it was an actual grab. Well, my drunk self told Jay while she took me to the bathroom. While I was in there, Paul opened the door, and my sister-in-law slammed it shut. I yelled to her that it was him touching me. The next day, Jay asked me if I remembered that I told her, and I did. And I told her it wasn't just one time. Mm. So it was the... The... Oh, the sister-in-law's husband touched her ass. That's what I'm getting. Okay. Are we all on the same page? Mm -hmm. We got this. Okay. Mm -hmm. After After that, I was in debate if I should say something or not. I decided no one was going to believe me and would just say that I was drunk and he was drunk and it's no problem. Dumb. Well, we had another party and I felt really weird. I felt awkward. This time I decided to drink less. Well, the party continued and Jay, the one... 
that I told started recording the parties with my phone without telling anyone. And I remember being touched again, and just not once. Both Anne and Jay were taking care of me and watching out for him. The next day, Anne told me that she would see him looking at my ass, and she thought that he hadn't touched me, but I told her that he did. I didn't know if I should tell my husband. I didn't know if I should tell Guinea about her husband, and I didn't know what to do. My two other sister-in-laws told me that I should tell my husband, but I didn't know what to do. Did I just read that again? Mm-mm. Oh, my other, my two other sister-in-laws told me that, yeah, now I did, but then they told me that maybe not say anything because there was no point if Guinea was going to continue being with Paul. I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. So I decided to not say anything. I told myself that I was drunk and no one will believe me. We did more quote parties, but I stopped drinking and I distanced myself. Two months had passed and what had happened was still in the back of my head because I felt bad for not telling my husband. I tell him everything and I felt guilty for not telling him. I went back to the footage that was recorded. It was a two hour long video and in the video you can see how he touched me. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't sleep and it's just in the back of my head. Oh my God, they got it on video. Mm. I decided to tell my husband. I told him how it wasn't just once and how it was caught on video. He asked me why I didn't tell him sooner. I honestly was just scared of how he would have reacted and I didn't think people were going to believe me. So he got so mad, he went to confront him. He denied it to, he denied it to him, to his face, while he showed him the video. He kept denying it. He took several punches. Oh my God. While his mom, me, and his father and Guinea came out to stop him. He told his sister Guinea about Paul when she wanted proof. So my husband shoulder she confronted paul and that's when paul decided to text my husband about with an apology since my husband wasn't answering the phone he came downstairs to my mother-in-law's house where we were both where we both were and he started repeating the same thing over and over he blamed the alcohol and he says he doesn't remember that in the video it looks wrong and he apologizes and he continued to say the same things over and over honestly he doesn't even seem drunk and he just seems like he's doing these things on purpose getting decided that he's a man and that he is a man and will stay with him because he it wasn't anything worse, but tells me that she feels betrayed by both me and her sister, Jay. I was shocked. I thought, I honestly wow. thought that mm-hmm. she would open her eyes to see what type of a man he is. I mean, who does that to their own family, mm-hmm. right? Or right. am I wrong? No. Is it normal? No. Is it okay that he can, he, while, sorry, I'm fucking this up. Is it okay that while drunk he can feel my ass? No. Two days after I told my husband and everything happened, my husband arrived home drunk. He was so mad and he was crying that he had so much rage and just wanted to talk to his father. So I called him. He was crying because I didn't, he was crying because I didn't like to see my husband that way. I was crying. I was, fuck, okay. I was crying because I didn't like to see my husband that way. Well, everyone came, Guinea and Jay, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, Guinea tried to go with her brother because he just... Guinea was mad because she, Guinea tried to go with her brother and he just yelled at her to leave. Guinea was mad because she said that he was acting as if he had abused me and acting if it was something terrible. And Guinea and my mother-in-law said that I should have not told my husband and I should have just told them. My mother-in-law told me that she was grateful that Paul didn't try to fight him and the police weren't involved. They made me feel so bad about the situation because I told my husband and how and how everything is now. And they seem to be protecting Paul. After a while, my father-in-law came out from talking to my husband, and he asked me how I was, and I told him I felt bad. I told him that I should I should tell my husband that it was just all a misunderstanding, and I should tell him that it was just in my head, that the video <sighs> looks wrong and nothing probably happened, that I should tell him that I uh. feel bad, that he hurt Paul when he doesn't deserve the blame. And honestly, I just feel so guilty. I feel like it was my fault that my husband is mad at Paul and has a lot of anger. And I just feel like maybe Guinea was right. Maybe I should have just told her. I don't know. Did I do the right thing? Am I in the wrong? Is Paul, is what Paul did not that big of a deal? Is what he did okay because he was, quote, drunk? Did I, should I have not told my husband? Is there, is what my father-in-law is telling me what to do right? Please help me. Thank you in advance. Love you. Oh my God, that was a story. How Fucking disgusting. So if father-in-law, touching- the fucking father-in-law comes over and says, you know what? You shouldn't have did this and you should tell him it was all in your mind. Ew. How the fuck is that even okay? By the way, Alyssa, I think it's Ginny, not Guinea, but it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so Ginny or Guinea, whatever it is. Well, she made it up anyway. She said, let's call her. Oh, uh, okay, good. So, so we, we didn't butcher her. All right, so it was Guinea. Um... <laughs> But how the f- how how 
First how of all, is everybody making excuses for Paul when Paul has fucking? It's a video. There's a video. There's a video. Oh no, but it just looks wrong in the. I mean, it's just he was drunk. It was a mistake. You know, Paul. First of all, you should not feel like you Ugh. are guilty and it's your fault because these your. We always say this about things like. This you. This is a result of his actions. You didn't start something. That's like saying she deserved to be raped because of what she wore. Li- literally. That's so, why are they protecting this guy? What That's he did weird. was wrong. That's weird. And the whole family's mad at her. Oh, you should have just told us and not told him. And you definitely shouldn't have told him. Why? First of all, if you're into your sister-in-law, don't go touching her ass. Like, there's so many other ways to go about it. Like, you know what I mean? Uh. And it wasn't like that's once. not sly. It was once, and then at the next party, it happened again. And then it, at the next party, it was actually recorded. It wasn't like, "Oops, I was drunk. I touched her butt by accident." And the he wife is groping. defending him too. The wife is defending him. If Zane, then, if Zane uh, was like at a family party and like touching Amani's girlfriend's ass, I'd be out of there so fast. I just don't understand. That's like that's not like. Oh, I understand. It looked bad. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, mean you understand? It looked bad. Well, you know, Alyssa, I mean, Zane was drunk. You were drunk, Alyssa. Are you sure you're not imagining things? How how do you take the victim and make them wrong? It's it's not your responsibility how your husband reacts, how the family reacts. Like, that is on Paul. He did that. A hundred percent on Paul. That's disgusting. Sorry, your husband's mad. Rightfully so. I would be pissed off, too. And I think your husband has a right to be pissed off. Yeah. I think I think when he said, hey, how come you didn't tell me sooner? Sure. Maybe you could have told him sooner, but I understand why you didn't. You were like, oh, maybe it was drunk. Maybe it was something. But then when you saw it with your own two eyes, yeah. when you weren't drunk, you were like, yo, this really happened. I need to deal with it you absolutely one billion percent did the right thing yeah and the fact that his whole entire fucking family wife sisters brothers father is making excuses for him is disgusting they're mad that it caused drama but guess what it's not your fault it's his fault for causing drama and if paul could do this to his sister-in-law at a family party what else can paul be doing that's disgusting that i mean that's just fucking hard talk about boundaries i mean he crossed every single one of them and now the whole family is in turmoil because of his actions that they're protecting i don't get it i don't get it that's so nasty (sighs) i'm so sorry for you (sighs) ew I can't believe the wife is defending him with a video. And the dad. Just go and tell him that it was in your head. I'd be like, fuck you. It wasn't in my head. Watch the fucking video. No, no, no. The video was a mistake. It's just, what does that it, mean? it looks bad. What do you mean it looks bad? That's disgusting. Disgusting behavior. That the video just looks wrong, but nothing really happened. Really? Nothing really happened? Because I'll tell you what. Father-in-law, this isn't the first time. This is just the first time it was caught on camera. He's 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 being unfaithful to his wife in the first place. Let alone with his sister-in-law. Pick somebody else. That's and disgusting. the wife is going to protect him. Ew! Everybody is. <sighs> That's nasty. You, I feel so bad for you right now. You should start sticking up for yourself. If somebody says that, and be like, I would sell my damn fucking house and get the hell away from them all. At least her husband is pissed and not like oh it's fine you know yeah I, mean? I hope you and him can thrive and move past this Seriously. and support each other and it's just gonna make for awkward they fucking all live next door oh yeah how do you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and they often have family parties and dance together and all how well, do you sorry paul ruined it but poor her, because she's the one that was married into the family, so it's yeah. going to look like she was the one that ruined right. it. It's your big mouth. You're the one that went and told everybody, you ruined this family. Well, shut no. up. It was Paul. I, this is a really shitty situation, and I'm really sorry for you. Tell your husband you want to move away. <laughs> I don't know, because what is she going to do? Just let it blow over? I want to know and how— pretend it never happened? I would love to know how your husband feels about his family being so disrespectful. Letting Paul get away with this. Yeah. Like, is he like angry, pissed off, wants nothing to do with his family? Or is he like, you know, honey, maybe, maybe Paul really didn't mean it. 
I don't know. I don't know, but I would not fucking tolerate that. I wouldn't want to be fucking next door. There would definitely be no more dancing parties. Absolutely not. Because you're always, to to people like that that are going to support their son who is clearly in the wrong, not once, not twice, but multiple times, you're going to support him. You will never be right in their eyes. Right. You exactly, know? exactly. So you're just always, move away. Yeah, you're, I'm serious. Like every family party, you're always, they're going to always give you side eye, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Until the next person blames Paul for this and then it'll be that person who gets the side eye. And then fucking Guinea Jenny is gonna fucking stay with him no matter what. <laughs> That's the mm, that is so terrible. I think that's like one of the that's really pissing me off. Actually, that's nasty. All right. Well, we wish you the best. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. If you want to send in an email, like we read today, it's agmilpodcast at gmail dot com. It's a g a h m i l podcast at gmail dot com. I feel rad we're ending on that note. <laughs> I feel like we're ending off and we're angry. <laughs> I don't want to leave them with that. If you're happy and you know, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> if you're happy and you know, clap your hands. <laughs> if you're happy and you know, and then you really want to, if you're happy and you know, clap your hands. Okay, now we're happy. See? Okay, now we're happy. We're cheesing over here. It's fucking Monday. You're going to have a great, beautiful week, you boss-ass bitch. Get your ass up. Get that shit going. Do something that makes you happy. Put a smile on that damn face. Drink your coffee. Read your book. Watch that YouTube video. Go out in the sunshine. Eat a good meal. Because you fucking deserve it. And we love you. And we love you. Okay, I think we feel, I feel better. I, I definitely feel better now. <gasps> okay, okay, love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.